Hi, and welcome back to I Love You. I know. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kevin. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and Star Wars. But it's mostly about Star Wars. Kevin, how are you tonight? I'm cold, Amanda. I'm very cold. I'm very cold, too. In fact, um, we were just talking about this earlier, that if we had to pick someone to help us through this cold period, I would totally have picked Han Solo, because dude knows how to survive an ice planet, and it's really cold in Dallas right now. He does. I would I would probably bring a Wampa along, personally, because I think they're even better suited to the cold, but, you know, uh, yeah, Han Solo's not a bad choice. Yeah, we're, uh, we're fortunate that we have enough uh, electricity and power to be recording this podcast. Not everybody in Dallas does, but we're in the middle of uh, Winter Apocalypse 2021. We're probably about halfway through it, I hope. Knock on whatever. Um, apologies to anybody listening if there's a little bit extra background noise. We normally turn the furnace off when we do these so that we don't have uh, uh, any background, but it's uh, it's too cold. We left it on. In fact, you might hear water trickling in the background. We have all the pipes running. It is wacky times here in Dallas. Yeah, not not what we signed up for when we moved to Texas. Um, that said, we are being responsible. We've got the heat knocked way down. The water is down to a trickle. I'm wearing a hat, scarf, and I would consider mittens if I wasn't worried about knocking things over without the lack of without the ability to have the dexterity that I have come to appreciate. So. Yep. It's that kind of day. It is that kind of day. However, every day is a great day to talk about Star Wars, and so that's what we're going to do today. Um, And kind of going back to what I suggested earlier, that maybe Han Solo or you suggested a Wampa to help us get through uh, this tough time. What if it was different? Yep. And we're going to kind of pick up on that theme that we did last week about what ifs, but this time we're going to draft teams. So um, I have a list of a few different sort of scenarios or, or situations or, or uh, big moments in time. And um, we're going to kind of go back and forth and we're going to pick who would we want on our teams of uh, sometimes five, sometimes maybe three, uh, and a bonus one where we only get one. Um, uh, who would we bring to do the thing and, uh, that, that we think will win? Could be the people that were actually there, probably won't be in some cases, Definitely, there's a few where I would take somebody different. Um, and so, uh, you ready to do this? Yeah, do you kind of want to run through a few of the characters that you, or how you've chosen to group the folks that we have the ability to draft from? Yeah, I made some lists uh, just to help us, um, you know, remember everybody, because there's a lot of, a lot of folks. Um, I sort of grouped them by uh, Old Republic folks, uh, Jedi, Sith, miscellaneous characters like Mother Talzin, General Grievous, um, people from the rebellion we have quite a few rebels we've got people from the mandalorian and we have people from the sequel trilogy um and uh and you know the, the I, I made some lists we're not bound to the lists if you can think of somebody else but we are going to stay away from uh legends and completely made up characters agreed agreed so uh if we were to recast ourselves in any of the films or, or scenarios that that's off bounds yeah gotcha. i would yeah I don't know that there are any of these situations where I would probably be the best person. I don't think so, but I don't know all of the situations you're going to propose. Uh, you're pretty good at a lot of things. Um, saving a galaxy far, far away. I, I have confidence. I think you could do it if you needed to. Yeah, maybe. I know you could do it. Um, I'm just, yeah. I can do anything I want to do. That is true. I, I mean, I, it, not, not to sound conceited or anything, but I, I think that that's the right attitude to have is to, you know, go in, into a challenge realizing that the only outcome is going to be one that moves you forward. It may not be the success you were looking for, but you, yeah. you wanted to move you forward. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
you, <laughs> you, you'd be on my list for all these except maybe number three. But all right, let, let's get into it then. All right, let's get started. So first of all, here's the the we're gonna we're gonna start with sort of two back to back that are uh, that are similar but backwards. The first one is so your team is in control of the galaxy, right? Whether it's you know the Empire, the Senate, whatever it is, but your your team's in charge and you want to stay that way and you want to run the galaxy in you know the best way that that you know that you think is the best right so sort of the two things that you're thinking about here is one sort of maintaining power for whatever your organization is and two doing the best that you can for all of the various beings of the galaxy so um i'll give it to you to start who would who would be your top your top person who's your number one to to run the galaxy so is this while we still have the Senate in force or is this like post Palpatine falling down uh, the second Death Star chamber? Uh, you can decide what your form of government is and then bring and then bring your team to run it. Oh, man. OK, so I I'm concerned here because I feel as though one of the things Anakin once said was that someone should force them to do the right thing um, that uh, the Senate kind of got out of hand and was just too big. So um, I, I would propose that instead of having one galactic senate, you have uh, smaller senates um, who then send their representatives. So it's a smaller group, hopefully less corruption, most likely probably the same amount of corruption. I would certainly not keep uh, Chancellor Valorum in charge of this. Uh, I feel as though while the Valorum family was strong um, with their influence in a galaxy far, far away, he was not strong enough to hold it together the first time. I would not trust him to do it the second time. I feel like uh, Chancellor Palpatine was a little bit on the too evil side, so I don't think I'd pick him. But I could go with someone like Hera um to to be the chancellor or, or whatever we're, we're gonna put in charge um maybe a couple of senators i i think uh bail organa w- was very good very noble representative of the type of leadership and you know if i lived on alderaan i'd be honored to call him my representative um i think let me look at this here. I would like to see Jedi involved in the government instead of separate. I think that that was a, a big problem for them. And um, why am I forgetting his name? He's the one that we were like cracking on the other day. Uh, Kaadimundi? Yes, Kaadimundi. Um, he's the guy I would put in the Senate. I think he would follow the rules. I don't think he would be easily influenced. I think that what he tried to bring to the Jedi Council is much better served at, in, at the Senate level. Um, I don't know. And, and then maybe like a, a few other folks that we, we meet throughout the galaxy, like a, a queenie, um, to represent other differing um, planets and, and peoples so that we, we've got, you know, I want to see some Ewoks there. I, I, I want to see like a variety of people. And I would like to empower the droids to have representation in the galaxy. Ooh. So which droid would you choose to represent the droids? Oh, man. Um, probably none of the ones that we've met because they're all far too feisty. I, I think I'd like to have someone with a slightly more level head and maybe not a know-it-all like C-3PO. So um, how about AP5? Yeah, sure. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could work. So. All right. Okay. So I think if I were running the galaxy, 
I would take a little bit more of a I take a little bit more of a mixed bag. I think I would have a similar uh, governmental structure where um, I don't know if I would necessarily have. I mean, what you're what you're talking about sounds almost like with the way the empire was setting it up with the regional governors and you need like a Tarkin run in one sector and some other folks running another. Accurate, um, but I wasn't going with evil. Well, fair enough, but <laughs> same structure. Um, it's yeah. not a bad structure. It's not a bad structure. It's just I bad think, people. Yeah, I think I think it's not all. It's not altogether. Uh, yeah, not a not a bad way to set it up. I think the way that I would probably set it up was I, I think I would probably put Bail Organa in charge um, at like you know the head of the executive. Um, I think that I would want um, you know a couple of a couple of good senators like um, like a Padme but also somebody from like the more moderate senators. And I'm trying to think of, of somebody who would be a good example of that. Um, you know, almost like somebody oppositional or, or a little bit more political, like a team of Malister. you know, he's got a bad rap, but he's, you know, like he's slightly corrupt. And so maybe slightly less corrupt, but I think that bail would keep folks in line. Um, I think I would want some sort of like court system that um you know that manages uh you know adjudicates the law and and ma maintains you know ruling over disputes and i think i think just like you would want a jedi involved but i think i would probably prefer yoda to cam um just because he's been around for so long and he's seen so much and he seems like a fair arbiter of justice um but i would also wonder if a qui-gon jinn might be a, a good choice there as well um and then the last thing is like kind of running the, you know, sort of enforcement of the law, which has traditionally been the Jedi's job. I would probably bring, you know, strangely, I'd dig deep into into the, you know, a different set of folks and have somebody like uh, Din Djarin um, be kind of like my my head of law enforcement because he has both sort of the capabilities, the the battle tested nature, but also, um, you know, a definitely a strong sense of honor. Um, and then uh, Admiral Akbar would be in charge of my my military if I had one. Oh, I like that choice. That's a good choice. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's not a warmonger, but he's also he won't run from a fight. And uh, he seems like he's interested in the peaceful use of military if there is such a thing. I, I would support all of your choices there, perhaps even more so than my own. So awesome. Yeah. All right. So we're running the galaxy, and we both interestingly chose not to uh, not to go totalitarian dark side, which I wouldn't suspect from either of us. It, it did cross my mind to put Anakin in charge of the whole thing, but uh, that that's probably runs counter to everybody else, and we would end up in the second scenario that we want to talk about. Let's say that the wrong team was in charge, and you needed to take over the galaxy, right? So whatever your persuasion or however you think of it, Things aren't going well. It's kind of like how the Senate was bogged down at the end of the, the old republic. Um, the government is not functioning. It's not helping the people. There's slavery in the outer rim. There's injustice happening everywhere. And and or, you know, there's an empire in charge, whatever it is. But you need the government to be removed and you want your team to be in charge. Who do you send? Um, I think I send Ahsoka Tano. Um, I send Jin Erso. I send Ray. I send trying to think here. Um I I think almost 
considering sending Grogu because you need someone who's willing to use his power even if he's not supposed to. Um, just because you need that one guy. I, I mean, that's also like Cassian Andor's role too is that he does the stuff that like other people are afraid to do, um, which is also not great. Um, but but yeah, we, we have I'm trying to think. You know, maybe even uh, Ventress. Like, I, I could see her pairing in that group. Really, like, I am envisioning a group of female rock stars that are able to just, they all know how to use their powers. They all know where where they want the universe to be when they're done with it and and willing to put in the work to get there. All right, but it sounds like you're heading for a violent overthrow, though. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that's exactly what happens, though, in all of Star Wars. Like, it's a violent overthrow. If it's some kind of, like, subtle diplomatic uh, maneuver, that's what Palpatine did. So the good guys did the violent overthrow. So. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true, and that opens a whole set of questions, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, I still stand by that the good guys are the ones that did the violent overthrow. But, yeah, normally not so much. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you well, know. maybe sometimes. But. Well, the difference between, uh, I suppose, the difference between a, uh, a a traitor and a patriot is whether or not you win. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I, I'm, th- I'm thinking of uh, Washington and company. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. That's uh, that's one way to go. I, I would go a little bit. I'm going to go a little bit more subtle way. And I actually am going to I'm going to use Palpatine. He's going to be my quarterback now, but I don't want to end up with an empire. Right. And so but he is, as we've discussed many times on this podcast, he is the master strategist. If you are trying to execute a galactic overthrow, you need the best guy. He is like it or not the Tom Brady of the thing that he does. And he's the guy that you bring. Right. But you need to moderate him. So I would pair him with a Qui-Gon Jinn who would totally see through his whole dark side thing and not want any part of it. Possibly even up to and including taking his head off at the right moment. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with sacrificing my guy after he served his purpose. I think that I would bring, um, I would probably bring along a mother Talzin because she's got spooky powers and is not afraid to use them. And I think that there are a couple situations. She seems like a pretty good leader and a pretty good judge of character. And she's a good foil for the Sith. I think that I would bring along a couple, of, one or one or more people who would understand sort of the mechanics of what we're doing. Probably like, probably Leia. Leia's got that good combination of understanding diplomacy, but also understanding rebellion. Um, Leia's the only one so far that you've named, I guess besides Qui-Gon, who isn't in it for their own personal glory and power as well. So you, you got to have somebody there who... who because otherwise you've got this constant power struggle amongst the people that you're working with. Well, and then I think the last person I would bring is Luke Skywalker. And I think that I think that putting Luke in the mix um, is a good way to is a good way to moderate everybody. And he is definitely not interested. He's never been interested in his own power in all of the canon and the legends and everything else. Every time that he's been offered the opportunity to um, take a lot of power, he doesn't take it. Um, and I think Qui-Gon would be tempted. So I think he would be a good moderator on Qui-Gon. I guess I have a lot of force sensitive people in that, and maybe that's not the right way to go, but I'm talking about taking over a galaxy, not running the galaxy, right? I think after the takeover, I'd transition to my first, my first team. But I I do think that you, I, I don't see any group 
successfully taking over and holding the galaxy other than leading a violent overthrow without Palpatine uh, running the show. And uh, and I'm going to try to do it peacefully. Yeah, yeah, I, I went all in on the violence, but yeah, I choose my choice. Yeah. I mean, his way ended up being somewhat violent, but I think that there's a way to use his same strategic powers and do it without like you you could have done it without the clone. Like the only reason he needed the Clone Wars was to eliminate the Jedi. But if eliminating the Jedi is not part of the plan, then you don't really need the war as much. Fair. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So we're running the galaxy. Let's go to some uh, let's go to a couple a little bit smaller scale, more tactical, because those are those were pretty big and there's a lot of variables in those ones. Um, let's try a couple of different, uh, a little bit smaller things. So here's the next one. So, uh, we know about the second death star. We know that the second death star is protected by an energy shield projected from the nearby forest moon of Endor. And you need to go and take that shield down. Who do you bring to take the shield down? So there's a couple ideas I have swirling in my head. The first is that you've already got this awesome group of Ewoks down there. But now you just bring Wookiees. And you've got the cutest, furriest band of, like, warriors to defend a forest moon ever. That said, I do think that you probably need a little bit more technology than just that which Ewoks and Wookiees would bring. Um, and so... I think... You might want someone like Poe there because he kind of has that like Han Solo vibe sometimes as far as like being able to just push his way through. And, and, and I'm not saying that you need a human there that like Wookiees or Ewoks aren't quite smart enough to do it themselves. They, they totally are. But I, I think Poe kind of brings that like immediately looking at that one strategy to get that he's got like one task and he's very good at focusing on accomplishing that one thing he's not always a big picture guy so i i think in this instance he might be good there um i i think you don't really need a jedi down there at all there's a ironic suggestion of maybe putting jar jar down there because jar jar despite being a complete klutz in um the phantom menace at, at the battle at naboo like he still has like this happy energy about him that results in just a lot of good luck. And I don't know, maybe you kind of need that there too. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but at least Ewoks and Wookiees. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here, let me tell you, first of all, folks that I would not send. (laughs) I would not send R2-D2. I would not send C-3PO. I would not send Leia. I would not send Han. And I would probably definitely send Chewbacca. And here's the thing. C-3PO and R2-D2 have no value when you're trying to sneak up on an outpost and blow it up. Especially when they're not designed to work in a forest. Secondly, you don't send basically the political head of your organization to do a military thing for no reason when you have a whole rebellion army. Right? So... Those are not the right people to send. And Han, like Han Solo is not a terrible choice. And Han, and Han and Chewie work well together. But Chewbacca, very well suited for a forest incursion. So I would definitely put him in charge. I think I like your idea with, with like a Poe. I, I would almost pair like a Poe and a Cassian Andor would be a pretty good combination. Um, because they both have that sort of single-mindedness. Um, and, you know, and that focus and the ability to, to, to get things done. I would probably also send Ray. 
Ray, um, you know, whether it is, you know, pre full on Jedi training or post full on Jedi training, she also has a lot of focus, a lot of intensity. She would do really, really well in the speeder bike chase. Um, and I don't think that, you know, I think that she would she would be a good choice to have down there. I'd add Sabine Wren to my oh, group yeah. and or your group. Yeah. I, I think she would be very well suited for that. She's very good at creating those distractions too. Yeah, and she's yeah. also really good with explosives, with all, which ultimately, right, we're trying to blow something up. I feel like she's a good person to have along. Very good at blowing things up. Yeah, I, I agree with you though. I don't think you need a Jedi here. I don't think you need a diplomat here. Um, I don't think you need, you know, any folks with like deep knowledge of the of the the world like a Maz Kanata or anything. I think that this is just this is a straight up military operation. And um, and so you need like some trained military operators. And I feel like Finn, Poe, you know, land. Uh, I mean, Cassian Andor and um, and and Han and uh, Han and Chewie are, are pretty good choices. I imagine that Din Djarin wouldn't do badly, but I think that his silver armor would stand out too much, and so I probably would not bring him. Um, and so, yeah, that would be my that'd be my team. All right. All right. Yeah, it's one of the few times when like Jedi. I mean, probably useful, but not necessary. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess technically we still need a Jedi up on the Death Star to take down Palpatine. And does any other Jedi besides Luke take down Palpatine? I, I don't know, because is Vader going to help any other Jedi besides Luke? No, I mean, I think yeah. the only, like, if you're sending just one, you kind Luke is kind of your only choice there. If Maybe you, Leia? But she doesn't know how to use the Force. But she doesn't so know how to use the Force. Matter, so, yeah. yeah, and so Palpatine would just kill her outright. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a, a thing. The only, other, the only other possibility in that particular scenario, I could see the only other Jedi who stands a chance there is Yoda. Right? Yeah. Right. Yoda in his prime sort of stands a chance in that fight um but against both vader and uh palpatine i'm vader not sure has to flip that that's the thing is that yoda doesn't make vader flip that's right so and so it's a two-on-one right you have to yeah. get the two-on-one going the other way otherwise it doesn't work and luke is the only one who could possibly I do think that leia could make vader flip after palpatine <laughs> kills her with the force lightning and then vader's like you killed my daughter um only if he knows yeah, but he, oh yeah, he wouldn't know unless her thoughts betrayed and she didn't know at that point, did she? Uh, by the time, yeah, because Luke, well, I mean, it depends if Luke was around to tell her on Endor, right? If they're on Endor yeah. together, because that's when he tells her. It's so, real iffy. Yeah, it's real iffy. So only if she knows um, that, right, because, because Vader finds out from Luke's thoughts that she's his daughter leia's thoughts if she goes up on to the death star would surely betray her right away like she, she's not learned how to conceal her thoughts so. oh i don't know as a, as you think as a diplomat like you don't think that like she did she, resist that torture device yeah her resistance hope. in the mind probe was considerable mm. so i don't yeah i don't know that even if she knew that she was the daughter of vader i'm not sure that that either of them would find out from her to her own demise like she would yeah totally she would go on there to, to yell at palpatine or something and try to like berate him into and he would just force lightning her down the pit and then that would be it yeah yeah i think you're right it has to be luke up there. i think luke's the only choice yeah yeah all um, right okay uh okay let's try a different uh, going in a completely different direction so you're you you're on an outer rim planet let's say like a like a tatooine or whatever um you're running a cantina 
to do all of the things that we see done in cantinas, right? So like people are coming there for drinks and also for business and for whatever. And you probably need like an enforcer to keep the peace in your cantina or whatever. Who are the people that you think would be best in that cantina to do whatever things happen in those places? Right. So I would like to see Grief Karga there. Because you got to have that kind of like seedy underbelly of the galaxy. And, and he's going to keep that going, but he's also going to play by the rules, you know. Um, so I, I think you put Grief Karga there. I, I think you put, let's see here, Zeb. I, I think Zeb is kind of one of those guys for the like business on the up and up, not quite like the level that maybe Grief Karg is doing, but y you want to be a little bit more on the legit side. Zeb's your guy. I think that put him there. Um, Lando could easily own it and, and, you know, like, or be the the guy running the casino, uh, you know, in the room next door. I, I think that could certainly be him. I, I think you want someone friendly when you walk in. Um, I, I think there there needs to be someone that, puts everyone at ease without using Jedi mind tricks. Um, <laughs> but but also is someone that the Jedi can come to. I like the idea that, you know, we, we meet Maz Kanata um, in The Force Awakens and she's got her own cantina, basically. But I would probably replace her with uh, Rose Tico. I think that she's just a noble spirit. And I, I think that she would attract the good. And if she found a way to interact and accept the people that were kind of doing a little bit on the shady stuff, um, that, you know, she would bring a nice balance there, that it wouldn't be a, a dangerous place. You can't immediately walk in and just start seeing people shoot. Like, she, she's, I, I kind of think that she would be the big sister keeping everyone in line. Um, versus, you know, maybe like a, a Jabba or somebody who's like, do whatever you want. <laughs> would, would, would you say she embiggens the smallest mind? I would not, no. <laughs> Isn't that the quote, a noble spirit embiggens the smallest mind? It is, it is. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I don't think she embiggens the smallest mind. I, I think that she like totally radiates that big sister vibe yeah. that would make you want to be on your best behavior, not make a mess while you're there, um, you know. She she probably knows how to have a, a nice party, throw throw some drinks together, and, and also like you know just always looking to do the right thing. And I think that's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not too many Twi'leks being exploited for you know inappropriate behaviors. Like I, I think she would just run an upstanding type kind of place. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Here's how here's how I would set up my cantina. I would my, I would definitely have Maz Kanata would own it. But she wouldn't necessarily, she would be like the owner manager and she'd just sort of be walking around, you know, like hanging out, but she wouldn't necessarily have to do anything. I think your bartender is going to be Kanan Jarrus. Oh man, Kanan he would be the worst. <laughs> he would be the worst, but the best, right? You could see him being like the bartender where like he doesn't put up with crap from anybody, but he makes really, really good drinks and also like, you know, makes a one for you, a half for me kind of situation. No, he would. So, like, I'm imagining, you know, 
Sam from Cheers, you know, is a bartender where everyone's like, hey, Sammy, and he's, you know, pouring you drinks as soon as you sit down. Kanan's not going to have Norm's beer ready before he parks his rear end on the stool. Kanan's going to be like, Norm, you're back for another beer? Like, I don't think he brings that fun vibe. You don't? Well, no, he doesn't bring the fun vibe. He brings the, like... He brings, like, the gruff bartender vibe. I mean, not unlike the bartender. I can't remember his name, but the bartender in the uh, in the Tatooine Cantina, right? Yeah. Who's kind of, right? But, like, then you offset that with somebody like, um, you know, maybe like a uh, either either Ezra. Actually, it would be pretty funny to see Kanan and Ezra both work in the bar together. And the, like, Ezra's like, Kanan, come on, pour that guy an extra shot, right? And then Kanan all like, no, those are the rules. Like, that, I think... I don't know. Somehow a buddy, a buddy comedy uh, run in the cantina would be funny. I definitely um, I would want R2-D2 and Chopper running around serving drinks because, you know, R2-D2 yes. did that on a sail barge. And I thought that was just a hilariously unnecessary use of, of that. And they would do such a good job of that. Well, I mean, R2 was fantastic at that when he was on the sail barge already. So, like, he's already got the requisite experience. And I think Chopper just he's going to, you know. I mean, again, going back to Cheers, he's totally the Carla. Like, he would have a lot of hilarious jokes to tell. Oh, so. yeah, for yeah. sure. And then uh, and then I want Asajj Ventress just standing quietly in the corner. And, like, nobody knows why she's there. Nobody knows what she's doing there. But if things get out of hand, then everybody finds out why she's there. And she's not like the bouncer. She doesn't guard the door or whatever. She just sits quietly in the corner. And then if anybody messes around, wham, wham, they're gone. Okay. Yeah. I, I support that choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she'd be down with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I liked your putting Rose Tico on like, you know, like greeter, like hanging out duty. Um, but I'm like, I'm going to run my cantina a little differently. It's going to be a little bit rougher, gruffer, more of a dive. And, um, you know, and then if, uh, if Asajj has to cut your arm off, then so be it. And mine's more of a Bennigan's. Yeah. It's yeah. fine though. I, it's I fine. stand by it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all run our bars differently. We We do. We do. Yeah. Okay, uh, getting a little bit more serious, flipping around in a different direction. So uh, the Emperor Reborn, Palpatine Reborn, is on Exegol. Um, you know he's on Exegol. You know how to get to Exegol. It's time to take him down. You can bring two, exactly two, people on your ship to Exegol to fight the Emperor Reborn. Who do you bring and why? Excellent question. How about you go first here while I think about this? All right. So I have a few different answers to this. Um, I think a really interesting pair that would probably do really well would be Maul and Obi-Wan at the same t together. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I think that they could put aside their differences and realize that that the you know the greater good is more important maul of course would use his revenge energy obi-wan would use his calm defend the galaxy energy and i think the two of them could could partner up and neither would be tempted by anything that that the emperor reborn has to offer like maul's too angry with him right he wouldn't he wouldn't go along with it he and wants his revenge so he, badly. That guy he, loves revenge. He does, right? And and he would he would not be tempted. He would, you know, he I I believe that using the dark side against Palpatine is actually probably a good way to go. I think that that's how the dark side works, right? And the Emperor is objectively weaker 
than Maul at this point, right? And so you have that plus you have just the the unimpeachable light of Obi-Wan uh, to back him up. And I think that the two of them would win in that fight. I think Obi-Wan would, in fact, try to convince the, you know, Palpatine to just let himself go and become one with the Force. And then when he doesn't, he would defend, he would, he would defend Maul and let Maul deliver the killing blow. Okay, so on that same note, though, do you think you could replace Obi-Wan with either Ahsoka? Because we've talked about Maul and Ahsoka possibly pairing together before, it, like kind of a what if in season seven of The Clone Wars. What if instead those were the two on Exegol? Or, again, because Maul's always looking for his apprentice, Maul and Ezra. Like, I think Ezra, he's stood up to the Emperor before. So, yeah, it could happen. I feel like, yeah, this, I I think this would be, so I, to, to take both of those, I think in this one, I think this would be too much for Ezra, and I'm not sure that he would manage, he would... He would see he would probably pull an Anakin in this situation and see the dark side offering the ability to be the the Emperor reborn. Because the Emperor the Emperor would obviously cast aside Maul in that situation, kill him outright, and then offer the same thing that he offers to Ray, he would offer to Ezra. And Ezra would take the deal, um, believing that he could use he could use that power for good, and I'm not sure that he would be able to to manage it, right? I think Ahsoka would be an interesting choice. I'm not sure. I I think that Maul's vengeance has to be, in this situation, would have to be offset by a little bit more light side purity. And I, I think she's probably a good person to bring. I'm just not as confident as I am in Obi-Wan. Right. You need like a you need like a form two person in this in in that to go to go with Maul. And I think now I think as we talked about in season seven, if she had to go and fight, you know, like fight Palpatine sort of pre emperor, I think that she's a perfect choice. But at this stage in the game with all of those Sith acolytes in the background and everything else, I don't I'm not sure that I'm not sure she's as good a choice as Obi-Wan. She'd probably do okay, but I'm not as confident in that choice. Okay. Okay. Who would you send? You know, I do think that because we ultimately find out that Rey is descended from Palpatine, I like the idea of having her be one of the two there. Um, I like the idea of Rey and Luke being the one to take down Palpatine. I, I think that this, you know, we, we talked about it before at, with the season finale of um, – the Mandalorian where we finally got to see Luke the way that we wanted to see him um, versus his whole like astral projection of the last Jedi. So like, I like the idea that if we could actually see Luke take down the emperor um, once and for all, that would be pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think if, if there's anyone but, else. So, so in that situation would, you know, would Luke, who would, so I mean, right, if you play out what that sequence is, right, it's essentially in the in the movie, you have Rey is kind of confronting the Emperor while um, Ben Solo was there as the second. And he fights off. He kills off the Knights of Ren and sort of holds back the the horde of Sith acolytes. Who would if if it's if it's Rey and Luke, who does which thing is Luke? is Luke kind of going head to head with the emperor? And is it, is it more of than like, like a true master force battle, you know, using his knowledge from the first time he killed him or it, or does Luke sort of back up Ray and provide support to her? Like who, who is, who's the, who's in the lead of that fight? 
That's interesting because I don't think that that would need to happen. And the reason that it had to happen in um, the the last movie is that we created this whole like weird dyad thing. And I don't think that we need to create a dyad. I think that was a far-fetched idea that was thrown in to like fast forward through the debacle of the eighth film. But so I don't, I think what we have is truly a master and apprentice of Luke and Rey working together and that the two of them take care of the Sith acolytes together and then they take care of Palpatine together. And I think ultimately Sidious should kill Luke so that Rey can continue on with what the Jedi Order will become, but give Luke that final chance to basically do what Obi-Wan did for him, which was, you know, like, you know, strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Do the exact same thing. That would like wrap the whole thing up so nicely, put a perfect bow on it. I would love that. Okay, that's a good, that's a good way to go. Yeah. Um yeah, the only other the only other way I thought was was something wacky like Mother Talzin showing up out of nowhere and um and bringing along like old Daka who summons the uh the undead night sisters and we all of a sudden have a revenge of the night sisters. Oh man, they would get their rear ends kicked in. Um I I don't see them winning that battle because they were not warriors. No, they were just zombies. Yeah. yeah. Not great, not great. All right. Okay, um, let's go zooming around in a different part of the, the universe. Um, so you know that the Death Star plans are on Scarif. You need to send a team to retrieve the Death Star plans from Scarif. Um, whether you want to send uh, the actual Rogue One team or not, um, out of everybody that you know, who is the best group to send to get those plans out of Scarif and get them transmitted back to the Rebellion or even get them off of Scarif? Right. I, I mean, you could go with our straight-up Rebel crew that we know from the TV show. You know, you got Hera, Kane and Jarrus. You got Ezra, Zeb, Chopper, uh, Sabine Wren. Those guys 100% could handle that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Um, but the fact that we know that they get they probably need to sacrifice for that plan. Um, and you kind of need them down the road. <laughs> I don't know. Um, trying to think. I, I do like that we've got two, two truly uh, sacrificial martyrs. I, I know that's redundant, but you got two people that view themselves in that way, that they've got nothing to do other than give themselves to this cause. Um, and... and so if we were to replace them, um, who, who's the guy I'm thinking of? You didn't write him down on the list here. Saw Guerrera. Yes. All right. So I think Saw Guerrera, you, you put him up there because he he's the kind of guy that is going to sacrifice anything and everything for the mission, for the cause. So he he's definitely someone I would put there. Um I think I would, again, go back to Rose Tico because she's demonstrated that she's a type to sacrifice. Now, I think her previous demonstration of being one willing to sacrifice has shown she doesn't necessarily know to do it the right way, but I think it would ultimately come into play and and she would do a good job there. Um, I would put Din Djarin, that that guy, this mission is 
he's just like cast perfectly for it. You know, he, he could 100% go and take care of that business. Um, maybe even Cara Dune goes with him. Like the two of them work together the, the same as, um, you, you know, our, our friends from Jeddah as they kind of make that trek across the beach. Like I, I think that the two of them could do that as well. Um, although to a certain extent you, you want to see them using the Force and, and believing that the Force protects them as they accomplish their mission. But if you want to take that out of the equation, I think Din Djarin and Cara Dune are, are perfect for that. Um, I'm trying to think Saw Gerrera, if he is to have a, a buddy along the way, you know, maybe it's still Jin Urso. I, I don't know. Um, I, I think that she's very well cast in that role because she's got that personal connection to the uh, creator of the Death Star. So, yeah, I mean, in a way, Jin Urso is kind of, you know, necessary because she's the only one who knows the name of the plan. Right. I think I would I would probably take a little bit different tack than the way that they so you you're kind of running on the assumption that they've got to create a battle and that they've got to sacrifice and that they're not all going to make it. I would try to build a team that would survive and be able to extract the plans without anybody knowing that they did it. Um, and so I would probably use a group like um, I would probably use uh, Mayfeld. Uh, from the Mandalorian, um, like in the same way that they, in the same way that they use him to infiltrate the uh, the Imperial base, except this time probably not have him shoot an officer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In Maybe the, a little more discreet. This in the time. face, but but yeah. he would have the knowledge and skills. I would probably use Finn for sort of the same reason that he could he could disguise himself as a stormtrooper pretty convincingly. I would probably. I would consider taking uh, Han Solo because he kind of like he would be the leader of the group. And, you know, with everybody else doing the right things around him, he might be uh, able to, you know, kind of keep a contain on, on things getting out of hand. Um, and then, you know, I, I would consider a Luke Skywalker in sort of any any of his various forms, but probably in his like slightly pre-Jedi form, kind of the way that he and, and Han worked the Death Star. Right where he, you know, dressed up as a stormtrooper and they made their way through that oh, pretty when well. Oh, he had his first kill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then um, I, I, I like Din Djarin for this, or um, or um, yeah, probably Din Djarin for it. I don't think Poe's a good choice. I think that he would get too mouthy. Um, and then K two S O, who is there anyway, is probably not a not a bad guy to have. It'd be a wacky little group, but. Yeah, I agree with you. Poe does not belong there because he can't see the big picture. And this isn't this isn't just like a, a one and done deal. This is a big picture deal. And, and he would screw that up. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so I think I feel like that. I, I think like more of a stealth incursion team who could like bluff their way in, you know, not necessarily have to kill too many Imperials and just get the plans and either transmit them or just walk out with that hard drive and then get back on a ship and fly out. So you're um, looking for more of the James Bond approach versus the sacrificial lamb. Approach. I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll like I don't, yeah, I don't want to create a battle over Scarif is as I guess my point is like they did that because that was the only choice they had. But I think I would do a little bit more, a little bit more thinking about it. And I would get into a situation where I didn't have to fight my way out, but I would be able to just sneak my way out. I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. 
a less dramatic movie and obviously not as good a, yeah, a I don't tie. Think yeah. People would be watching that no. film. No. No. It's it's funny. I've played a you know a lot of video games in the past and there were love there were sometimes levels where the best way to do it would be to sneak around and to like never let the bad guys know you're coming and then there are other ways you should go in guns blazing. And I had a real hard time doing the sneak around version. I felt I always felt like that was uh um it was it was just too much effort, not enough excitement. I'm like, I'm playing a video game here. I'm not trying to tiptoe around the the bad guys you're not playing miss yeah yeah all right all right um yeah okay uh i've got one more okay this one you only get one person oh a lot of pressure here a lot of pressure here um so you're going to mortis the mortis gods the father the daughter and the son are still alive but the father is dying and he wants somebody to keep the force in balance who do you use to keep the force in balance? Qui-Gon. Really? Yeah. Okay. Explain. Well, because Qui-Gon's already intrigued by the greater aspects of both the living and cosmic force. He is not in it for any kind of power or glory. He doesn't choose violence if he doesn't have to. He's already questioning of the Jedi Council you know that like if he had been more obedient he would already be a master on the council that kind of thing so i think you need someone who is looking mainly out for the force and not for an institution and i think qui-gon's good for that all right i would in a very similar vein i would pick ahsoka agreed um that, I know she was already choice. she was already there but she wasn't offered the job right but i think for a very similar reason um, I think she's got the strength. She has the the focus. She has the desire to do the right thing. I think she and Qui-Gon have a similar, they have a balance of light and dark within them, right? I would classify, almost classify both of them as gray Jedi. Um, and I think that that's necessary to keep the balance. I think, right, I think there's a risk that if you send somebody like Yoda, for example, he's going to err too, too much on the side of the light and not let the, you know, and, and shun the, the, the sun to the point that he will be in constant conflict with the sun, right? Um, the other, my other choice, and this probably won't surprise anybody listening to this, including you, might be, might actually be Maul. Uh, for the for the same reason that I while he was you know he grew up in the dark side he has a sense of of a little bit of duty to the to the bigger picture um, I'm afraid his sense of vengeance might get a little bit too much of him and desire for power and easily corrupted himself I, I think you've got to go with the Bendu instead of Maul here well the Bendu doesn't want the job he's no, the one in the middle but, but that's the guy you want to have the job is the guy who doesn't want it well, that and that was why they tried to offer it to Anakin, and he didn't. And he didn't take it. Yeah. You know, who, here's the here's the here's the one that's not like the others, um, a non force sensitive, but I think would be really really good at it. Uh, Thrawn. Oh yeah, Thrawn would be very good at it. Like really really good at it. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe he is force sensitive. We just don't know it. But I think that Thrawn has the right uh, the right amount of honor and pragmatism that he could probably run mortis and keep keep the balance uh pretty well yeah so remind me again basically mortis was destroyed right well mortis exists um the planet mortis it's hidden but it's still there but the the wielders of the force who existed on mortis they're gone correct so who's to say that that isn't the catalyst for what 
propels Anakin to the dark side of the Force. Oh, it very much most likely is. Interesting. We're yeah. going to have to talk more about this another time. I know I'm going off into a different tangent here, but yeah. uh, that, that's and making me... Uh, I just happen to... Yeah, yeah, I happen to be reading some things that I think are part of Legends. I was I was browsing around on Star Wars uh, various sites today, and I was reading some stuff about different stories that intersected with the Mortis story. Uh, I think they're Legends canon, but um, some interesting impacts that that's had on you know like some of the broader themes and, and the broader stories so yeah i think we've got a whole episode about digging in deeper about what what went on there and why it's relevant because i think it's very relevant and it was very interesting i would agree with you there uh okay well that was a lot of fun um, so but we we didn't talk about any relationships we didn't talk about love or marriage we definitely talked about star wars because that's mostly what we do but if you could marry off any two characters who would they be um like let's say you want to watch a rom-com with two of these a characters. rom-com with two of yes, these characters you're marrying them off at the end of the movie they're going to be married and live happily ever after who are they Ooh, um that's a really good question um well i have a, i have some some wacky pairings i mean look the the relationship that i've heard of in star wars land that i've always wanted to see is luke and mara jade mara's not in uh in canon anymore so you know, but that's maybe me just filibustering for time here. Um, Padme and Annie. No, 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 no that, not, that, that's not, not a, a thing. Com. No. Not really a ROM either. It's neither. <laughs> um, I would like to see, I want to see Ahsoka in a relationship. I like, I, this is a little bit of a cop out because we talked about it before, but uh, an Ahsoka Sabine relationship. But I think that like the rom com marriage that I would want to see. Boy, that's a that's a tough question. Zeb and Maz Kanata. That Zeb would be and Maz Kanata would be a hoot. That would I be a would hoot. I would love it. Um, yeah. they they'd have so much fun together. They they're just they both have really great senses of humor. Um, opposites would clearly be attracting here. You know, it's got all the perfect makings of just a delightful ninety five minute rom com. I would totally watch that. I love you. I know. <laughs>